Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our service this morning here on Sunday, the 19th of December. It's good to see so many in church. And if you're looking in from home, thank you for joining us. And indeed, thank you, everyone, for attending our service this morning. Pleased also to welcome to take our service, the Reverend Alvin Little. He's sitting up here at the front, but no doubt you'll see him when he moves up. So, Alvin, you are very, very welcome to Ballycrock, and thank you so much for coming to lead our service today. I want to also say thank you to Michael Brackenridge and all the young people who have prepared for today's service. Thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing your inputs within our service. Now, you'll all be aware that the information has come from Church House about face covering. It's throughout the service now. And indeed, I would just add that we maintain our social distancing so that we protect ourselves and protect each other. So at the end of the service, if you would be so kind as to let the folk at the back leave first, and that way we will not have crowding in the aisle or crowding in the vestibule. So thank you for your support there. Tonight at 7.30, we have our annual service of Lessons and Carols here in church. I encourage each and every one of you to come this evening for what will be a wonderful service. So please come, please bring your friends, and let's all enjoy and celebrate the coming of Christmas together. Christmas morning, next Saturday, 10 o'clock, will be our service to celebrate the birth of our Lord. Again, please come, bring your families and friends, and that service will be led, as will tonight's, by the Reverend John Honeyford. Next Sunday, Boxing Day, uh, yet another service. It will be at 11 o'clock next Sunday. And again, it will be led by John. So I've made you aware of all of those services. The Vine community collected the gifts that we left for them this week. They have expressed great thanks for your generosity and your donations and have asked me to relay that information to you, which I do with great joy. Kim has informed me that there will be no food bank for the next two Mondays or Tuesdays if it runs over. So please don't expect to see a food bank here tomorrow night or tomorrow night week. That will not be happening. The last word I want to say is I want to thank everyone who was involved in organizing the painting of the vestibule. I'm sure in the way in you smelt the fresh paint. So it's a thank you to everyone who was involved in getting all that done and getting it done well before Christmas. Those are the announcements this morning. Alvin, it's now my pleasure, my joy to invite you to lead our service today. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. It's just great to be uh, with you in this very um, special uh, Christmas service where you uh, begin, as you've been beginning this last few weeks, in lighting the, the Christmas candles, if I can do that. Uh, I think that's the scariest bit of the whole service uh, for me. So I was here uh, when Terry uh, Laverty was doing the first week and he lit the white candle by mistake. So he nearly got sacked at the very start of the service, so that's, that's never good, never good. Just wee reminders uh, to us of the, the, the coming of Jesus. So, a couple of quick fire questions just for you <clears throat> at the uh, start. Anybody here, you can put your hands up for this. Uh, anybody here a wee bit excited by the thought of Christmas? Put your hand up if you're great, super great. Great to have adults excited. That's brilliant. And boys and girls as well. Great. Anybody here um, 
um, thinking to themselves, oh, I just can't wait. I just can't wait for uh, the presence. Anybody like that sitting here thinking, oh, I can't wait for the presence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so amazing, fantastic, boys and girls. It's going to be absolutely uh, great. It's, uh, so it is. But honestly, Honestly, the, the real magic of Christmas is not in the presence that we're going to get, but it's in the presence of Jesus uh, that we love. So this morning in, in our service, we're going to try to look away from the presence for a, a wee moment, and we're going to look to Jesus and fix our eyes upon him. This is the, the fourth Sunday of Advent. That's why the four red candles. And Advent just simply means uh, coming. It's like the words that, that basically the, the Bible finishes with, those words in Revelation, Maranatha, come, come, uh, Lord Jesus. It's just, uh, for me, I think it's just the most beautiful invitation to Jesus. Jesus, would you come? Would you come into um, our worship this morning? Would you be right at the center of it all? Because we're here for you. We're here to worship you. So could we maybe just begin with, with a very short prayer and just simply open our hearts uh, to God. Just, you know, in, in all of the busyness uh, of Christmas with all the COVID fears going through the roof, well, we, we just want to take a wee moment and just uh, lift our eyes to Jesus. Lord Jesus, would you come? Would you come as we worship you this morning? Would you come and fill this room with your presence as we lift up our hearts and, and voices just to adore you? Jesus, we want to say that we love you. We, we just love your presence. So, so right at the start, we want to say to you, come, Lord Jesus, come and have your way. Come and do whatever you want to do in us this morning. Because you are God, and you are good, and we love you, Lord. We absolutely love you. Your precious name, we pray. We'll have a couple of wee videos we welcome from Michael, and then our Sunday club nativity play. Just in case you hadn't noticed. My two snowcats have run off, but this morning we've got Carly, who's the star of the show. We're looking forward to a blockbuster production this morning from the Sunday Club. And watch out for our Bible class drama, which is funny. So enjoy and take part in our act of worship. Well, and he, a child is born, and he, as a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let's rewind. 
There was a girl called Mary. And a man called Joseph. Who were engaged to be married. One night, Mary was fast asleep when she was woken by an angel. He had a very important message for her. He told Mary that he had a message for her from God. She was going to have a baby and she was to call him Jesus. He is God's son. Mary was shocked, but said she would do God's will. Mary was surprised when and when she told Joseph, he said that an angel also appeared to him. He told Mary not to worry that he would look after her. The next thing you know, the emperor told everyone that there was to be a census and they had to go to a place where they were born to be recorded. That meant Mary and Joseph had to travel all the way to Bethlehem. So Mary and Joseph got organized and set off for Bethlehem. Bethlehem they went to an inn to get a room. Joseph went up to the innkeeper and asked could they have a room. No room. They did not know that it was very busy in Bethlehem and all the inns were packed to capacity. No room by the stable. <laughs>
Well, I was out in the field looking after my sheep and minding my own business when suddenly there was a bright light in the sky and an angel appeared to, to me and told me that a baby was born in Bethlehem and he was going to be the saviour of the world. Well, I was gobsmacked. He could have knocked me down with a feather, so I'm just heading off to see his baby. Mary and Joseph were so pleased to show baby Jesus off to the shepherds. A good while later, the door of the stable knocked, and when they looked outside, there were three men in fancy clothes with crowns on their head. What did they want? You're not going to believe our story. The other night, we were just looking up in the sky when this amazingly bright star appeared in the east. We knew a new king had been born, so we wanted to bring gifts. Unfortunately, we went to the wrong place first, and we met this king who, really, who we di didn't really like. In fact, he wants us to go back and tell him where your baby is. We are going to go home a different road, as that king was up to no good. So here's our gifts. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Mary and Joseph were so pleased to be surrounded by love when their special son came into the world. It might not have been the fanciest place to be born, but it was the start of the most amazing story anyone will ever have heard. So um, if you're in that um, film and you're here today, give me, give me a wee wave if you're in that film and you're here. Good, good, super job, great. Absolutely great, well and done, lovely to have you. I was a wee bit worried in that production though, that, that donkey really didn't look that well. So <laughs> I thought it was, it was going to struggle to get to Bethlehem. Super, great. Well um, done, uh, boys and girls. Well, we sing together and worship together away in a manger, no crib for a bed. So let's stand, let's worship Jesus together.
Great stuff. We're going to have um, two videos from uh, the Bible class, a prayer and a reading. At this time of Christmas, we remember that Christmas is all about the birth of baby Jesus. We thank you for sending Jesus into the world. We thank you that Jesus is a light in time of darkness. We thank you for the year that has passed and how you have cared for us. We thank you that you will protect our families during the Christmas period and to help us worship and adore you during during a special time. We pray, we pray that you will help us to enjoy this time and know the true message of salvation coming into the world. Amen. Born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the time of when Herod was the king. After Jesus was born, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked the people, where is the child who has been born to be the king of the Jews? We saw the star that shows he was born. We saw it rise in the sky in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about this, it upset him as well as everyone else in Jerusalem. Herod called a meeting of all the leading Jewish priests and teachers of the law. He asked them where the Messiah would be born. They answered, in the town of Bethlehem in Judea, just as the prophet wrote. Then Herod had a private meeting with the wise men from the east. He learned from them the exact same time they saw the star. Then he sent them to Bethlehem. He said, go and look carefully for the child. When you find him, come and tell me that I can go worship him too. After the wise men heard the king, they left. They saw the same star they had seen in the east and they followed it where the child was. They were very happy and excited to see the star. The wise men came to the house where the child was and his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshiped him. They then gave the boxes of gifts they had brought for him. They gave him treasures of gold, frankincense, frankincense and myrrh. But God warned the wise men in a dream not to go back to Herod. So they went home to their own country a different way. Uh, Owen and Olivia uh, for doing uh, the prayer and, and uh, the Bible reading for us. Uh, boys and girls. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I love uh, uh, Christmas, and, and Christmas is supposed to be all about Jesus, isn't it? But, but can I, I tell you a secret, uh, boys and girls? If we're really honest, really honest, for most boys and most girls, it's not really about Jesus. It's much more about toys and presents and Santa because toys make us happy and, and, and presents make us happy and everybody's supposed to be happy at Christmas. But boys and girls, can I tell you, two years ago, um, I was not a happy Christmas camper. I was really not happy. In fact, I was really sad. Could you give me a wee aw? Yeah, no, no, I mean really, really sad. Oh, yeah, we have super. And boys and girls, um, could any boy or girl here guess, and I'll give you a, a packet of Harry Bows if you get it right. So I'll, I'll get it. Could any boy or girl guess why I was not happy um, two years ago? And I'll give you a wee clue. Everybody in our house had one. Well, everybody apart from me. And, and they had theirs well before Christmas. And I didn't have one, so I was feeling really, really sad. What do you think it was? A present. That was a good guess, but it's not uh, right. <laughs> 
Good. Uh, no, it wasn't presents. Uh, so uh, they had before Christmas, well before Christmas, they had this, and I didn't have one. A anybody have another guess? Any guess? No? Any adult? No? Nothing. No, no. You don't get a Haribo. No Haribo for you. The answer is... Christmas jumper. So two years ago, I didn't have a Christmas jumper. Everybody in, in my house, and I was feeling, boys and girls, I was feeling very sad, very uh, left. All the tech team, they have Christmas jumpers, so I was really sad. And, and uh, boys and girls, um, do you think Jesus ever had a Christmas jumper? Of course he did. Here's it here. My first Christmas jumper. <laughs> and no, of course, he, he didn't have a Christmas jumper. But I do think he was like me. I do think on that first Christmas, he was feeling very sad, very left out, because nobody was really ready for him. Mary and Joseph, boys and girls, were looking somewhere to stay. Could they find it? No. No house. What did they have? Just a dirty stable. Uh, no bed, just what? A dirty manger. No Christmas jumper, just cloth wrapped round them, strips of cloth wrapped round. Like, imagine boys and girls like you or, or me getting up on Christmas morning, running down to the Christmas tree, and you look and there are no presents. Imagine. No sweets, no Christmas crackers. Like, how awful would that be on Christmas morning? Look, I just think Jesus must have felt so forgotten, so left out on that first Christmas. And, and I was thinking, boys and girls, I wonder how Jesus feels this Christmas. In Ballycrocken, I wonder how Jesus really feels. Because I wonder, are we any more ready, honestly, for Jesus this Christmas? Because, like, we get distracted by, from Jesus by all the presents and all the stuff that we still have to do. And Jesus still gets forgotten. So, so boys and girls and grown-ups, I think we all have lots of work to do to, to make sure that Jesus is the center of our Christmas and the center of our Christmas day. And not just Christmas day, but that Jesus is the center of every day. Because the truth is, boys and girls, when Jesus really is king, when he is savior, when he is lord of our lives, he makes Christmas Day special, and he makes every day better, not easier. Jesus never makes life easier. He makes it better. So this Christmas, I, I want us to think, how could we in our house put Jesus where Jesus ought to be right at the very center of our Christmas day. And, and not just Christmas day. How can we put Jesus right at the very center of our every day throughout the year? Will we sing together um, uh, crackers and turkey uh, that we sung? I love this we song. So let's stand and we'll worship and we'll sing.
So uh, we have four videos um, just uh, from the Bible uh, class, so let's uh, watch these. What's Christmas all about? You can't have Christmas without a Christmas tree. You can go to home base, but why not come somewhere like this? Make sure there's nobody about. Bring your own saw and, well, that would look lovely in our front room, wouldn't it? Yeah, that one will do. Christmas is about getting presents. One pair of socks, one bottle of aftershave, and 23 cans of deodorant. The best deodorant is a 72-hour one. That's 24 plus 24 plus 24. That means you go three days without washing. What's Christmas about? Christmas is about turkey and ham and roast potatoes and creamed potatoes and carrots and Brussels sprouts and gravy and what's that sauce called? Cranberry sauce! And crinkleberry sauce and Christmas pudding and Marks and Spencer's brandy butter sauce and Christmas cake and coffee and green mints you get and mince pies. Hey, I'm starting to feel hungry already. Christmas is about sending cards. Always go for a good design, nice little works on the inside as well. Always keep your list updated. And if they didn't send you one last year, well, that's one less for this year. Is that real glitter you're using? Yeah. I'm ready to do as well. Well done. Uh, let's sing again. Um, see him lying on a bed of straw. Let's do that.
Super. So, you know, videos, a lot of work goes into um, and videos and doing um, all of this, even those short ones take a, a lot of work and a lot of, of, of working at. So, got a couple more, a presentation of the Bibles and uh, then a, a prayer and a reading. Evie's going to do that and then Holly's going to do the reading. So, just watch these. Each year in Ballycrocken, we present Bibles to children who are in P1. We also present Bibles to our young people who are in Year 8 or those who have joined during the year. This year our three Bibles uh, for the P1s are being presented to Jessica Wiley, Cooper Rainey and Emily Blaney. Our three youth Bibles are being presented to Sydney Anderson, Martin Rollo and Rebecca Archer. The Bible for the younger ones is very appropriate and it has some lovely pictures in it uh, which will help them to understand. Uh, for the older ones we have the Youth Bible and all of them have been signed by Colin so thanks to Colin for signing all our Bibles as they're presented. Our Youth Bibles contain inserts such as this one on peer pressure which will obviously be of use as they're reading. Can you all just give them a big round of applause this morning? Thank you. This is take two on the Bibles. Obviously these have all been presented remote uh, because of our current regulations. And if anyone has been missed out this morning, please contact me because I have plenty more in the box. Thank you. We thank you for this Christmas season and pray that you would help us to know the true meaning of Christmas. We remember the birth of Jesus and how that impacts each one of us. Be with us in our youth organisations which meet each week and we thank you for our leaders and the message which they bring us. We pray for those young people in this area who have no connection to a church and we ask that you would help us to reach out to them. We pray for those in our congregation who are unwell at this festive time and we ask that you would be near them. We thank you Jesus for coming into our world and let us know the light and life that you bring. Amen. Some shepherds hear about Jesus. That night some shepherds were out in the fields near Bethlehem watching their sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord was shining around them. The shepherds were very afraid. The angel said to them, don't be afraid, I have some very good news for you, news that will make everyone happy. Today, your saviour was born in David's town. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is how you will know him. You will find a baby wrapped in pieces of cloth and lying in a manger. The angels left the shepherds and went back to heaven. The shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and see this great event the Lord has told us about. So they went running and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in a manger. When they saw the baby, they told what the angel said about this child. Everyone was surprised when they heard what the shepherds told them. Mary continued to think about these things, trying to understand them. The shepherds went back to their sheep, praising God and thanking him for everything they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. Super. 
great. So thank you so much for all the children, all the young people. You know, when you're a teenager, it's really hard seeing yourself on video, isn't it? I mean, I look at myself on video and I think, oh, I look awful. I look dreadful altogether. So, uh, you know, when you're a teenager. So let's give them a wee clap just to say thank you so much. So we talk for, uh, for all of us. So a question for you. How many days are there to go until Christmas Day? Any, any boy or girl, give me an answer, teenager. Uh, how many days to go? Anybody know how many days to go? Six. Six to go. That's super great. You can have a wee sweet for answering. Uh, at least we'll give it to you. There you are. You can have that. Good girl. Good girl. Six days to go. And, uh, you know, it's amazing all through uh, December, whenever you're a child and you meet um, older people, they always ask you the, the same question, don't they? Right through the whole uh, month of December, like, what do you want for Christmas? What kind of a gift do you, uh, you want uh, for Christmas? And uh, the question I have here is, what kind of Jesus um, do you want for Christmas? That's my question today. And you're probably sitting there shrugging your shoulders, thinking to yourself, well, I don't know, there's different types of Jesus. I thought there only was the one type. So I've come up with three different types of Jesus at this Christmas. So here's the first one, boys and girls. There's the, what I call an elf on the shelf type um, Jesus. Anybody here got an elf back at home on the shelf? Anybody? Got elves, yeah, a few folks have got elves on the shelf. Great wee guys, great fun, great as long as they stay up where they're meant to stay, um, up on the shelf, out of reach, out of harm's way, out of mischief. But of course, guess what? They never do that, sure they don't. They're always getting down and they're here and then they're there and then they're everywhere. They spill your Cocoa Pops, they get in your shoes, they create mischief whenever they can. And sometimes um, I was thinking that people want a Jesus who would just sit up there on the shelf, who would just stay away from their lives, who would just keep at arm's length. Like, Jesus is okay as long as he sticks to the Bible, as long as he stays in church, as long as he keeps to Sunday. But, of course, Jesus never wants to do that, does he? Jesus always wants to get out of the Bible. He wants to get into our lives Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He, he wants to make a difference to, to who you are and to how you live, and, and, and to the things that you watch, whether on TV or on the pad or whatever. He, he wants to make a difference to the things you say, the things you think, the things you do every day of the week. And, and, and honestly, sometimes that's awkward. Sometimes that's even annoying. But I want to say to you, don't put your Jesus up on the shelf, up there out of reach. Don't try and keep Jesus at arm's length from you. Let him come right into your heart, right into your life this Christmas and, and allow him to change you and, and to change you from the inside out. So, elf on the shelf and um, type Jesus. Here's the second one. It's what I call an iPhone Jesus. Anybody here would really love it if on Christmas morning you got an iPhone? Put your hand up if you, that would be you. If on Christmas morning you would really love an iPhone. At least one, yeah, good, good. 
I'd have to say, I, I just love my iPhone. I just absolutely, I'm one of those kind of iPhone geeks. You know, I just love it. I, I just think it's the greatest uh, phone ever. Though, I'd have to say to you, iPhones are ridiculously expensive, aren't they? I mean, it's criminal. It's daylight robbery uh, for an, an iPhone. They're just so expensive. And iPhones are all about me. That's why they're called I. What I want, what I feel, what I like iPhones. They're my phones, and, and I can use them any way that I want to. So I can put it in my pocket when I don't want it, and then I can take it out when it suits me. And, and, and sometimes I think that that's a kind of Jesus that we want. Somebody who would fit comfortably into our pockets and into our lives, and we can pull them out if we need them. Or we can put them away again when it suits us or when we're with different friends who aren't church friends. Like, it's a great feeling to have an iPhone in your pocket. I, I sometimes go and say, where's my phone? And, and I can tap it in my pocket. And, and it's a wonderful thing to know that Jesus is right there with you, in you, inside you. So you can talk to him at any time. You can call upon him when you're in trouble of, of any sort. It's amazing. But I want to say to you, don't use Jesus. He's not an iPhone. Don't abuse Jesus. He's not your servant. He's not uh, your, your slave. He's never that. Jesus is the king. He's the savior. He's the boss. He's Lord God Almighty. And, and so what he wants is that you and I take our lives and just offer our, our lives to him and say, Jesus, here's my life. Take it. Have it. Whatever you want to do with it. I want to give you my life without any reservation, without any hesitation at all. Take it. Here's my life. It's yours. Do whatever you want to do with me. Here's the last um, uh, one uh, what I call a Christmas cracker, Jesus. A anybody here like uh, pulling Christmas crackers? Anybody like? Anybody willing to come up? I'll give you um, a prize on iPhone if you come up. Uh, no, I'm not sure. Anybody like to come up and pull Christmas crackers with me? Anybody be willing to do that? Take that risk? Anybody of any age be willing to do that? If you don't come to me, I'll come down to you, so that'll be worse. Okay, so who'd like to pull a, you like to pull a wee Christmas cracker with me? Okay, one, two, three. Ah, oh, good man. Do you have to pull one with me? One, two, three. Good, and who else would like to we go? Good man, one, two, three. Good stuff, good. I love, oh, so here, somebody else want to, yeah. Sorry if I make a whole mess of your front of your church, yeah. You going to pull a Christmas cracker with me? Good man. One, two. Are you really good at this? Pull, pull, pull. Ah! I won. I won. <laughs> you can have it. I'm the uh, Christmas cracker champion in our house. Uh, I'm really good at pulling Christmas crackers. Nobody uh, beats me uh, at home. But imagine, like I love the determination on people's faces. Uh, you can see the wee guy in the picture there. It's just the determination on their face when they're pulling their Christmas cracker. But imagine being a Christmas cracker and feel yourself being pulled in two totally different directions. And like sometimes, if we're honest, children, teenagers, even adults, we can feel like Christmas crackers. There's one part of us that really wants Jesus. 
that, that really wants to follow Jesus, that really wants to love him, obey him, follow his ways, do what he asks us to do in the Bible, no matter how awkward that is, no matter how unpopular that is. But, but then, of course, especially when we're teenagers, we see Snapchat or TikTok or Instagram, and we see all the stuff that's going on, and that's pulling us in a totally different direction. And it's tough. It's really, really, really tough. All I can say is that Jesus felt that same pulling apart in his life. Remember the night before he died in the Garden of Gethsemane? Do you remember how he felt just torn in two, pulled apart? So, so Jesus knows, um, Jesus feels just like you feel if you feel pulled apart uh, like a Christmas cracker by your friends this Christmas. And honestly, believe it or not, I know this is hard to believe, but I was actually once a teenager. Isn't that amazing? To look at me, you wouldn't believe that, would you? That I was once a teenager, struggling to find my way, struggling in those teenage years to get away from Jesus. I, I, I spent my teenage years trying to run from Jesus. And yet at the same time as I was running away from him, I was actually at the same time inside longing, hoping, even praying at times that somehow, someday, somewhere, that Jesus would find me and bring me back home to the Father. And thankfully, he did. I was 18 when I got down at the side of my bed and I just said, Jesus, would you come into my life and save me? Would you come into my life and, and forgive me? Would you come into my life and take over control of my life? Because I've tried to live my life the way I want to do it, and it hasn't worked. So here now, I am surrendering my life to you. you know, the, the angel said, you call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. That's what he most wants to do. In this room, in your life, in my life, for those who are watching online, what Jesus most wants to do this Christmas is save and rescue you. Reach right into your heart, reach right into your life, and bring you back into a loving relationship with his Father. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, wouldn't that just be the best? Like, if some of you here today in Ballycrockett wanted to give your life back to Jesus, maybe you, you've been a Christian and you've kind of just drifted away, and maybe you've sensed that Jesus has been struggling with you, working with you, speaking to you, and you sense as we call in your heart to come back to him, then I, I just want to say to you, look, if you're if, you, if that's you today, if you, in your heart of hearts, even as you sit and watch me either here or at home, and there's part of you says, I would love, I would really love to come back to Christ. I would love him to come into my heart and life and, and, and rescue me and save me. But then I just simply say, it's very, very simple really, isn't it? Just be honest about your sins Turn away from them so that you can turn to Jesus. And then just surrender your life to him and ask him to come right in and forgive you and become your savior, your king, your friend, your boss, your Lord. I have wee booklets. Uh, they're called um, uh, Why Jesus? And there's a couple of other ones. I'll leave them at the front. And folks, I, I'm not a pushy kind of person at all. So, but... 
like if I can help you, uh, you know, I, I would love to, to um, chat to you because in the end of the day, that's what we're about. We're about finding Jesus, allowing him to come into our lives, take over control of our hearts and lives, and then going out of here to live differently because he is living inside us. Will we pray together? And... Uh, And just we thank God for our children. We thank God for our teenagers. We're, we're just so appreciate them. We know how, how much pressure's on them, how they do really feel pulled in, in, in all kinds of directions. And so, Father, we just say thank you for this morning. Thank you for every child, every teenager, every adult in this church family. Jesus, will you come? Will you come as Savior? Will you come to work in every heart, every life, and just save us, change us, transform us, not just on Christmas Day, but on every day? We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. In your precious name, amen. Well, we finish by singing um, Silent Night, Holy Night. So let's stand and worship together.
Super, thank you so much for coming, being part of today. Um, I'll leave um, uh, some of the sweets up here, so if any boys and girls want to come and pick up a pack of the sweets, please feel free to do that. You want to take a cracker, if there's any left, feel free to do that. Or you want to take a wee booklet, uh, feel free uh, to do that. Let's, let's finish by praying the grace together. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen.